Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. All right, we got Julius in the house. What's up? Hey, how's it going, Oklahoma City? Glad to have you on. I was just uh, talking, we were just talking before we started. I had talked to James about having you on because I had met you in passing at the SNL art show uh, that he put on with Mike Allen at the Speakeasy. Oh, yeah. That was a really, really good night. It was a fun show. Yeah, it was back in the days when we uh, used to go places and see people and do things. Yeah. It's a little different now, but that's okay. Yeah, miss that time. (laughs) But also this time has been really good, too. There's been a lot of positives out of... um, Everything kind of slowing down a little bit, Yeah, I will say. Um, but that show was really, really good. Uh, definitely different for a show in Oklahoma City, especially DIY-wise. Yeah, that was really neat. I loved, um, the, the thing that I really loved about that show was just like the different stuff that was going on. It was like some of it was improv, some of it was people like, you know, sat down and prep material. And then, of course, like the live music element. There's so much going on, and then, like, the transitions in between and stuff, which I was there because I helped a little bit on the live stream part, so, like, the video. Oh, so you're mostly Harmless Media? Yeah, well, I worked with Steven, yeah. Oh, me and him. what? Yeah, our show, my show is on the uh, Mostly Harmless Media Network. Yeah, that's, it, that's really cool, because uh, after that show, I was talking to different people. I was just telling everyone about the experience of being able to see and be a part of a live show that was also live streamed. And I don't know, I couldn't contain my excitement about it. And I also like mentioned it to like more like professional spheres, just being like, you guys need to get on streaming. Like, I mean, now's the time. Yeah. And, th- and this was and this was before that. And right. I'm just like, this this could be something really, really cool. Yeah, it was like this was like last summer, I think, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So it was like over a year ago. Yeah, it was over. Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) Like, yeah, when I think of stuff like that, I'm like, wow, that doesn't feel like that was that long ago. (laughs) No, it was like just yesterday. But I've been telling people about Mostly Harmless Media, and I was just like, I know some guys that are like, I've seen their work and what they provide as far as like events, business stuff. Like, there's so many applications for live streaming. And um, yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah, it was, was cool dope. to find out that you uh, you worked on that show. Yeah, no, it was fun. Yeah, we uh, got there a little early and we're, you know, setting up all the lights, uh, setting up the mics, everything. Like, it was fun. I'd never had that level of, like, setting up audio and, like, yeah, no, figuring it was, out where to put stuff. It was it, fun. It was really, really cool to see. Like, I feel like in my mind, I've, like, thought of scenarios like this. Because I do live streaming, too, but it's mostly all virtual. Um I don't have an extensive setup like you guys had at that show. Uh, but seeing it in action was so cool. Like, I was definitely looking at, like, the wire management and, like, following yeah. it along <laughs> and, like, seeing, like, how everything got set up. So that was really cool. Um, dang, I feel really, like, happy right now to find That's out. Great. That, yeah, that Yeah, we were in that show together, basically. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, he, uh, Steven is the person that runs, obviously, Mostly Armors Media and... Mm-hmm. He's the one that really encouraged me and, like, brought me on to do my show on his network. It's mostly Armors Media. Mm. But, um, yeah, he had just gotten this this rig that, like, is basically feeds into Vimeo. From Vimeo, you can stream that out to 
whatever platforms, Facebook and all that stuff. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, it was this rig that you could queue up and change in between scenes live on live video. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is nuts. This is, like, truly, like, a production mm-hmm. of, like, something I've never really seen done live. Yeah, I got to experience a little taste of managing a show like that um, a weekend or so ago. Uh, it's a thing that's being put on by Indo Midtown and it's called After Hours. And basically what it is is we invite local DJs to come set up inside the store window um, and we live stream from the shop. Wow. And um, But it also includes like pre-recorded content. Like it has like little intros and outros and little... Like, like bumpers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I love I, that. I, I would eventually like to see maybe, you know, digital media artists, like, submitting things. But right now, it's it's still pretty fresh. So if you haven't checked it out, it's called After Hours. Uh, we're going to have another one soon. Uh, but just follow Indo Midtown, and you'll be able to see updates about it. Yeah, that's sick as hell. That's awesome. Yeah, it kind of happened out of the blue. I don't know <laughs> what it was, but um, I had been doing some little like live streams um of like drawing and then I also hosted a comedy show for my brother's birthday virtually um and a couple people saw that and they were just like I want to try and do something and so suddenly people are asking me to help with these like multimedia projects and it's really fun (laughs) yeah that's awesome but unexpected yeah totally like it was like a curveball of like Especially with, like, streamed content, you know, whenever um, we went into quarantine and everything, I started, um, you know, like a lot of people did, I started using Zoom a little bit, and it was, like, a cool way that I could check in with my friends, and, like, I had some past guests on, mm-hmm. and I ended up turning it into, like, kind of, like, a a show, so, like, I would, obviously, it was pre-recorded, like, video and everything, like, with the interviews, and so in between interviews, I would do, like, um... I had, like, my friends, they own, like, a coffee and macaron shop in Oklahoma City. So, like, they have an ad. So, I was like, let me get your ad. Like, I'll cut your, yeah, your ad you in, in like, between. And, like, yeah. it was, like, a block of, like, a a block of television, maybe. Yes. And so, yeah. it was pretty Independent cool. TV shows yeah. can happen. You can make a TV show. It was dope. It's all there. Even though, it, like, <laughs> on the thing, because I, I think I used, o, is it OBS? Yes, it was probably OBS. Okay, yeah. It's, I always forget the three letters, but... Mm-hmm. I used that, and then even, like, I, f- I felt a little bit like pirate radio. Like, it was like, because yeah. even Facebook's like, don't use pre-roll. And I'm like, like Yeah. Okay, yeah, totally. Don't. I totally <laughs> won't. Yeah. Don't <laughs> tell me what to do, Facebook. Yeah, I was like, don't blame me, just watch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but it's incredible. It was uh, fun. Um, I will say so, uh, something that, like, I thought about when all this was going on, and especially from that show at the Speakeasy, it made me think about the first time I got to watch a friend like live DJ on a live stream. I I want to say it was in 2011, 2010, and streaming like wasn't really that popping. I mean, it was like it was out there, but I didn't know anybody with like a decent setup or access to anything like that. And my friend was DJing uh, the anime circuit, or that's what I call it anyway. It's like anime conventions. Oh, right. Just going all around and, like, you know, DJing and doing that thing. And he texted me and was like, go to this link. You'll be able to see us. And, like, you know, it was just, like, really terrible quality. And it was, like. (laughs) (laughs) What potato was this shot on? (laughs) Right. Like, it was 
it was really bad quality and like the feed was like really small and hard to see but i just remember sitting there and just being like i'm watching my friend in another state fucking you're like this is the shit yes i was so (laughs) i was so hyped and i get really hyped about technology because it's amazing to see how far it's come given that we're from the generation that like grew up without it for a little bit then we had it and we've just grown up with it and yeah it's incredible to see how far it's come yeah it's changed so drastically like you you know you think about people um i think about like my wife's grandpa he he passed away not that long ago but he was like 90 something years old and i think about the change he's seen and really like in the last few years like been this huge this huge influx of like so much change but then when i think about us like anyone that was born like around maybe like the 90s i was born 91 mm-hmm. me too that changes yeah oh <laughs> shout out to 91 baby yeah what up that change is so dramatic mm-hmm. because it, it was just like all in a row like boom 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 that it was just i don't know it's such a different experience for us that it was just so like uh sped up for us oh yeah change. yeah we saw a lot and we will continue to see more i mean it's technology don't stop only keeps getting better. It might plateau for a little bit, but there'll be another spike. But it'll take off. It'll take off. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just how it happens naturally. Um, but yeah, live streams. Love them. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. All about them. <laughs> I love experimenting with stuff like that um, and have been for a really, really long time. Um, I'm trying to think like other multimedia things uh, I've worked on. Um, I tried to make a animated music video. Oh, wow. Tried to. Um, the the keyword. <laughs> I tried to. <laughs> um, when I was in school, I did a project. We had to give a presentation for our senior thesis. And I decided I was going to use a hip-hop track that I wrote with my friend and make an animated music video to it. It took me three months, I want to say. I, I hand-drew it. Wow. And it's not an animation. I want to make this definition clear. It's an animatic. So it doesn't have full movement, but it the story does progress. And by God, <laughs> <laughs> I got something done and I was able to give that presentation. And I cannot tell you the strange reactions I got <laughs> from giving that as my senior thing. Because everyone else was doing, you know, like painting still lives you know just some like classic shit and then i get up there and i was like okay so i'm gonna show you my process of how i completed this animated music video about an alien robot uh prince and all this crazy like anime shit is happening here we go and i just turn it on and yeah had a lot of interesting reactions. He <laughs> right, was probably like, what the fuck? Yeah, and my boyfriend at the time was actually embarrassed. He, like, he came to support me, and he told me straight up afterwards that he was embarrassed, and I was like, what? Yeah, I know. That's kind of mean. I know, it is kind of mean. But, you know, I think back on that, and I'm just like, he just wasn't ready. He, wasn't, <laughs> he couldn't handle it. He couldn't, he couldn't <laughs> handle it, and that's what that was. Because I'm still proud of it. Like, I mean, even though it was, like, a long time ago... I was just like, I want to see this get done. And it's a lot of fun. And I got to make music with my friend. Yeah, that's dope. Mm-hmm. I love that. Just like kind of taking it and then 
you know, seeing what this piece of media and you're like, what, what else can I create with that? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where, uh, I'm going to get a little, uh, academic here. I think this is where like a lot of schools went wrong. I think it's better now. Like there are a lot of art schools and like, there's been this like embracing of people who are inspired by cartoons and want to be illustrators and stuff. But I went to uh, Cameron University, and I value everything that I learned there. I don't think I'd be the same without that education. But when I got there, it was so resistant to, like, embracing, like, the interests of the students. And it's like, you've got to learn, uh, you've got to learn the rules of art, and then you break them. And uh, I just thought it was unfortunate that, like, there was just a lot of, like, no, you can't miss that and the other. It was very tough. <laughs> and it always was like, you know, it, it, especially with art, it's so interesting because it's like, doesn't really seem like it would be so exclusive to where it would be like, you have to be in this to be able to have this degree. And it's like, that yeah. is so like putting someone in a box, which is like, to me, so contrary to the idea of art. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, that's so strange. And Cameron, is that the one, is that in Lawton? Yeah, that's in Lawton. So I remember I, I I had a friend that went there. I think for, it was for chemistry, so it was a little bit different. But, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, smallish town, college. Maybe mm -hmm. that had something to do with it, too, maybe? I don't know. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, I understand why uh, my professors and probably most educators from the time and geographical location, like, you know, they're all, like, Oklahoman artists, and they're all, like, over the age of 50, and don't really understand a lot of what's going on. Um, you know, they try to keep up with it, but I get why they teach that way. Cause you know, it's about discipline. Like you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't have discipline and you don't have, um, you know, the wherewithal to make good decisions through your work, you're not going to get anywhere. Um, and so that is something that I took from, uh, from that time in my life of being in school is, you know, you gotta you gotta learn the rules first and then break them, and then you can go on to do whatever, whatever you want. I guess what I wish I had had most during that time though was encouragement that it would be possible for me to go down the track that I was wanting to go on, which was cartoons and just experimenting with new media, instead of having to go this track of getting my master's and then just becoming a professor because that didn't make any sense to me yeah a lot of that's like the end game of it is that the terminal degree ends up being the 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 thing in quotes you can do with that is to go teach yeah and, and, it, it's and like it's not everybody wants to do that yeah it's not for everybody um but it was cool because like i i feel like i had uh, a good su support system in my friends that were there with me at the time i got to graduate with my childhood best friend that's so dope. that's a huge plus. We made a lot of art together, did a lot of stuff together. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. So you grew up in more of like a small town. Can you maybe talk about, you know, the media, like the music? Maybe you said you talked about animation, the kind of stuff that you're into growing up. Sure. Um, so growing up in Lawton, Oklahoma, moved there in 99, uh, lived out in the country. Uh, my dad worked at a paper mill. My mom was a nurse. Uh, so I spent a lot of time watching TV, a lot of time. <laughs> the TV raised me. Yeah, the TV raised me. I learned a lot. Um, 
probably the thing that got me into anime specifically, since this show is about that. Tunes and tunes, y'all. Um, was probably Dragon Ball Z. Oh, the gateway drug. Yeah, it was the gateway. <laughs> I remember coming home one day, and I saw that shit, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> I gotta know. And, you know, we had we had internet, but it was during, like, the AOL time, so it was, like, dial-up. And it was really spotty, so I would end up going to a friend's house that was, like, a mile away. And he could actually get online. It would actually work. And we would just, like, look up, like, Dragon Ball Z stuff and, you know, just look at pictures and, like, seeing if we could find out what happens next in the story, you know. Right. Kid shit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that would break my heart because it would be, you know, it's it's broken up into sagas. Mm-hmm. And so it would get to, like, the end of a saga and you're like, all right, we're going to get some new, new. And then... um until they got new stuff, what they would just what they would do is just go back to the very beginning and play it all again. Mm-hmm. And every time it did that, I was like, "Fuck, man! Like, I want that new shit. Come on!" <laughs> they had me like fiending, like a drug fiend. I was like, "I want that." I'm like scratching my neck. Like, I need that new Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, I need it. Yeah, I spent a lot of my time like drawing, um, you know, pictures. I remember uh, it was a really big deal when Pan came onto the scene. Goku's daughter, or Gohan's daughter. Yeah, I believe it is. For Go- G- GT, was it? I think so, yeah. Like, it was a really big deal in internet forums, and everyone was like, oh, shoot, you know, like, there's going to be a girl Super Saiyan, it's going to happen. And then, like, people arguing that, no, like, she can't go Super Saiyan because she's a girl. And I was like, fuck you, <laughs> yes, she can. <laughs> yeah, like, it was just dumb, you know, dumb internet forum shit. Right, yeah. Um, And I just remember, like, uh, one of the standout drawings from when I was a kid was I, I like, drew her... And she, like, looked super badass, and she had, like, this flower, and she was being, like, super serious. Yeah, I love that show. <laughs> it's awesome, yeah. It was, like, and it's such a great one because it's, like, the one that so many people are, like, it's so iconic to them because it was the one that was, like, the gateway, like we said earlier. But it's such a good one because there's really something for everyone, and there's mm-hmm. so much, so many characters f- for you to identify with or, like, latch on to, or you're, like, or to even even the not like that's important too. You're like ah fuck that guy. Yeah. But there's just so much going on. That there's just like you know it, was, it, it was, was it was perfect, especially at that age. <laughs> yeah, it was endlessly entertaining. It's like you know you want to know what happens next. And I remember going. We lived right down the road from uh, this little family video, and I would go in there and I came across. I think it was. Uh, one of the Dragon Ball Z movies, Return of Cooler. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it had a shitload of drowning pool in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, man. All those animated music videos back then. Yes, so the AMVs. Cringe. Yeah, the AMVs. Ugh. Like, oh, my gosh, there was so much All drowning the pool. All the in-the-end Dragon Ball Z <laughs> mashups. Yeah, that shit, like, <laughs> I thought it was the coolest stuff, but... The drowning pool. <laughs> I forgot about that. You forgot about that, bro? I have, like, not thought about that in a long time. That's crazy. Yeah, that was the hardest thing for me at that age. I was like, yeah, fucking Dragon Ball Z and Drowning Pool. Yes. Gotta hear that body. <laughs> yeah. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Like, I, I fucking lost my shit. <laughs> right when, like, the major floor hits, mm-hmm. it's like Vegeta powering up. Like. Y- yes. <laughs> 
It's it's A one video editing. Yeah, if if you don't know what we're talking about, you can find endless amounts of it on YouTube, posted like eleven bajillion years ago. Like, hey, if you don't know what we're talking about, you wasn't there. <laughs> that's true. It that's ain't true. it ain't for you. You weren't there. <laughs> that's true. That's true. God, that's so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, anime like. I will say this, it changed my life. Like it made me fall in love with cartoons even even more so. Um, and you know, I I started investigating like what anime was, started finding like other stuff. Uh definitely came across a lot of obscure ones through Tech T V. Um, I don't know if you ever watched I don't that, remember that no. You don't remember Tech T V? Okay, so Tech T V okay, how to explain. We had direct T V, so we had satellite T V for a little bit. And there was a channel called Tech TV. Um, it may have been called something else before, because um, I remember it changed to G4 Tech TV. And I don't oh, even... G4, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay, G4. okay, yeah. Well, I watched it when it was still Tech okay, TV before and, the rebrand. I got you. Yeah, and they had a lot of like they would show like anime in the middle of the night, um, and it, I remember seeing Serial Experiments Lane. Um, I can't remember the name of this one exactly. I think it's like the Legend of Baki Hanma or something. Wow. Yeah, there was like, like real obscure ones. Yeah, lots of like really obscure ones. But um, I think they also had Vampire Hunter D. Oh yeah, yeah. On there, uh, what are some other good ones? They did play Akira. Classic. Yeah, they they played a lot of the really awesome like films, uh, more so than the shows, and yeah. I spent a lot of time watching that. It, it feels strange to be talking about it now because I feel like I haven't talked about it so long. Really? Oh, yeah. Because I've just been, you know, living that adult life, you know, right. being responsible and shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it feels really good to be talking about it. So, yeah, thank you again for having me on the yeah, show. Sure. <laughs> Dang. Hey, guys, Julius and OG collabed on this track called Internet Kids. The collab is called MGC. You can follow them on mgcofficial.bandcamp.com. Check the track out. Cyberspace with a couple new friends And they're way cooler than your head full of dead in Shout out to Milk Puzzle and our pretty boy Cake for Queen All hell the internet kids Following these lame ass trends like barbarians And chewing on the satellite picky vegetarians Armed with an internet connection and an LCD We're gonna bring the realness better than you've ever seen Fuck a real life friend when they're acting like they know me They're just mad they have nothing left to show me So we'll stop talking and you'll keep on walking But just so you know this magic girl hustle just ain't stopping does it hurt to know my heavy black heart beats to a no wave into the foes from that spirit wave i'm riding go ahead and just quit cause all of our shit is no You can't beat us. I've 
double lap since the age of 12 Navigating on the circuit boards like I made that shit myself Pushing out the information like a currency But password protecting all the best secrets from my enemies Samurai Black, come and punch me in the mouth We can share those pistol kisses while we blow their fucking brains out <laughs> High tech low lights on the ride Signing in, being all about yourself, that best revenge Friends, when you sit around making all the illish shit they say they got out of the lost and found when really they stole all their shit from you. If being original makes you lame, I lose. But that's cool, cause with my magical crew, we run this whole goddamn world with nothing to lose. And we're gonna do it all with a simple click, 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 boom. talking about stuff because you know we watch maybe some of the same stuff but your experience is so much different than mine Mm -hmm. but it's like i just love when people come together and it's like you love the same thing but the way that we come to this conclusion is so different Mm -hmm. yeah it's so different and i think i may have told the story already uh, on the interview that i did with james but it's about stealing internet from my neighbors. All right. I just want to revisit this <laughs> no, for yeah, a second. I, lo- I love that story. Um, because, uh, like, I didn't really hang out at my neighbors at all. Uh, they didn't have any kids my age. They would just sometimes have my family over for, like, barbecues or whatever. And I don't know why they left their internet connection so, like, open. And also <laughs> the fact that it could reach so far. That's- like insane yeah like because our houses were so far apart like there is no reason why their wi-fi connection should have reached that far when today we can't even get a decent signal in our own houses For sure yeah you you're know? in the wrong room and you're like ah <laughs> oh, the inner the receptions always shitting uh, let me let room. me move in this corner let me yeah. move to this wall like no like i'm just like what happened to that <laughs> you know <laughs> the universe was just like ah let's let her let's let let's let them get the internet mm-hmm. <laughs> but that period of time in my life, uh, I think I spent a lot of my time just, yeah, watching anime late at night. I was up a lot at night, watched Adult Swim, all that good stuff. 
Um, Speaking my language. I know. Yeah. I watched, I mean, I, <laughs> I've consumed so much media that it's like all of that information like has left my brain. Like I, it's like I'm obsessed with it for a little while and then it disappears. And in one ear out the other and I'm on to the next thing. <laughs> it's just like getting backlogged in your memory banks. Back yeah. Here. Yeah. Back in my subconscious, <laughs> you know, and I used to have uh, a lot of people give me a really hard time about that when I was younger. Um, you know, people being in their ego and just being like, you don't know what band that is, or you don't know what, what that is. The worst. Yeah. Like the worst attitude to have. Right. And I think back on it and I'm just like, you know, actually I feel like I got the better end of the deal, even though my feelings were hurt temporarily because yeah, I felt bad that I was like, oh, I, I didn't remember or like. I don't know. I was just happy to hear the music. I'm sorry. I can't remember the name of the person. Right. <laughs> um, I think that it's helped informed a lot of like my experiences creatively too, in a weird way. Like I'm very like open and I love collaborating with people and as in music, especially I'm just like, you know, I'm not too worried about like the details. It's like, what, what does this make me feel? You know, how do these sounds make me feel? Like, do other people enjoy them? You know? Yeah, there could be something to that, too. It's like mm -hmm. that you're not logging all that stuff, so it's, like, all subconscious. And so whenever you're creating, you could be pulling from something. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like yeah, it's like I, I feel like I pull from, like, my influences and things that have made me into the person that I am today in a way that's not, like, centered around that. I feel like a lot of times, like, Younger artists especially, like, are all up in themselves. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, well, I, like, I know about this person before you did. Yeah. What does that matter? Cool. Yeah, like, okay. isn't the point to, like, <laughs> share it? And it's like, you know, here's this cool thing, here's this cool thing. And I, I feel like that that's, like, something that I've developed over many years of just not really talking about it. Not really talking about, like, what I like because I always got shit for it <laughs> like oh uh um, yeah i've been knowing about them for three years you're just not hearing about them i'm like yeah dude like i just get excited whenever someone's like it's something that i like and when people maybe find it later i'm like dude this is dope yeah now you we can both like this thing that's yes, awesome yes and i love that <laughs> i think that is so important to have like um not only as a creative but just being a decent human being like let people like what they like even if they don't know all the details for sure yeah one of the worst experiences i had with that was wearing a red lantern shirt i don't know if you ever read the black lantern series no i, I didn't comic books okay well basically it's this universe where it's it's like green lantern universe and it's where these black rings have come and they raise all the dead superheroes up and they're like these like zombie things. That's sick as hell. And so then all of the other r colored rings come together to try and like fight off the black rings. It's a really good series. That's him. Uh, <laughs> <It just laughs> yeah. Sounds cool just from the just from the description. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably butchering a lot of the the synopsis, but that's the gist of it. Well, anyways, I wore a red lantern shirt into a Hastings and this I walk up and I put my stuff on the counter and I look up and this young man just looks at me and is like, oh, I bet you don't know anything about that comic. Like just straight up, like no one asked him. What I didn't ask him. Yes, it's crazy. It's so wild. Like, and I just said, what's it matter to you, man? 
you know, I just kind of like pass it off. But I experienced that a lot growing up, and it was very unfortunate. Um, but I don't know. People be crazy. Man. Also, working in a GameStop is crazy. I did that. Oh. F- I did that for a year and a half. Yeah, you get. That's like some of the most toxic stuff. Like, yeah, for sure. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know that if you really look at that, it's like probably those people are just so insecure or have something that they're dealing with, and they feel like they've got to pass that on. You know. Yeah, totally. And then you know, I feel. I felt bad at the time, but you know, I feel good reflecting on it and just being like, you know what. I feel like I handled each of those situations really well. And um, it's just funny to think about now, like, being where I'm at in my life, you know. For sure. And having dealt with that from strangers and from uh, sometimes even people close to me. It's very confusing. Uh, but I'm feeling better these days. I'm surrounded by ugh, so many creative and wonderful people. Um, I can't even begin. Um, do you know anything about Resonator? Yeah. Where have I heard that? Did oh, did you talk about that when you talked to James, maybe? I don't think so, but Resonator I is... Maybe I saw that on social or something. But yeah. yeah, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, Resonator is a art gallery in Norman that's independently run. I I had been with them for now for five years. Like I originally moved to Norman from Lawton, and I lived there for about two, three years, and then I moved up here. And I've been up here for three years. And um, I got introduced to the people that run Resonator through another DIY space called Dope Chapel, which was a while back. But I found, like, a community of people. Like, I worked in a screen printing shop for the time that I was there and um, started putting on art shows, learning how to run events. And, yeah, just running around, being an artist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's neat. I've never heard of that place. I need to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've been doing some virtual events here and there. Um, but, I mean, every if you want to learn more about Resonator, you can go to resonator.space. Um, they're a really cool space. Uh, there's also uh, Resonator TV, which is a project that I did for them. Uh, it was a, a variety show. They were hour-long episodes with media submitted from artists from all over. Wow, that's neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that really seems like to be your vibe because you have so many things that you're working with mm-hmm. people on, um, not even just locally. Like you mentioned that you had a friend that was in like Brazil, I think. And it's like, that's yeah. so cool that it's just not like you're not just confined to this one spot. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's collaborating with people yeah. everywhere. Yeah, being flexible. I think that sometimes people feel limited by their location and you've got the whole internet. I don't know what it is about social media the way it is now versus how the internet was when I was growing up. But I feel like people, because sometimes when I when I talk about this in regards to like collaboration and like creative projects and stuff like that and reaching further than your own city, um, it seems lost sometimes or like maybe, it, maybe it's more so it feels impossible to the person that I might be talking to about it. Um, but I've seen it happen so many times over. Like people that I I have been working with for like five, six years are starting to work with more people from here. And just on their own like projects and collaborations. And like I've just seen like my, my online friendships like just grow even further. 
and meeting people that they work with online. Like I, I treat it like it's its own space. Like it's still, it's still reality. It's just virtual. Right. Like you're just not maybe physically ever. Yeah. You're not physically there, but there's, there's still like, I don't know. There's just this etiquette to like being online and being involved, like in creative communities. Um, that's there. And I feel so lucky with the group that I've, you know, fallen into and we pop in in and in, in and out of each other's lives, you know, intermittently throughout the years. It's great. I yeah. recommend it for everybody. Make yeah. online friends. They're awesome. It's very much like a a snapshot of you know our experience growing up maybe at the time that we grew up in mm-hmm. because it was so such a phenomenon that a lot of people maybe maybe older people wouldn't understand it nearly as well because you know the internet was obviously around um they were there they were on the internet before us maybe but they didn't quite embrace it or understand what they could do with it or use it in the same ways that we ended up using it mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's like a generational thing or what but that's just like an interesting phenomenon you know mm-hmm. yeah well i think that um a lot of uh people from our generation, you know, the, the techies. Um, I think that with the internet, I mean, there's a lot of like self-education that just kind of naturally happens when you have access uh, uh, to being online. And I mean, I don't know, that was certainly the case for me. I spent a lot of time online just reading stuff. I mean, I had, I had the Encyclopedia Britannica, like, I just love researching stuff so much. And uh, I think that, and, and this doesn't just go for creative people either. It goes for everybody. I feel like our minds are more open and receptive to, like, thinking in of relationships in creative ways, in different ways, now that, like, our social networks are bigger than they've ever been, you know? Right, yeah, and it's, like, it, it is funny to see, like, Things happen like if I have like you know older family or whatever, and then just seeing them be so surprised that you know so and so met a girlfriend or whatever like on online or like an, on an app or something. Mm-hmm. It's just like man, it's just how it is now. You know, in your time you went places and that was how it was. You didn't really have access to being able to see people right here on the screen, and it's just changed so dramatically. You know, mm-hmm. it's wild, and I love it. You know, I love seeing the ways that social media has affected uh, positive change, especially in um, communities like here in OKC, you know, I see people actively like engage with like organizing and running events and stuff. And, you know, I can check it all out at the click of a button. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's really awesome. I think about social media and that's such an interesting one too, you know, really hasn't been around all that long. And, um, I just think about how maybe in like 50 years uh, people are going to look back and be like, what the fuck were they thinking doing it? Like, you know, yes. I mean? like, or what, what's going to be the perception? Like, what are we going to learn, you know, so many f- years in the future about how this is really, you know, what effect this is having on us, like psychologically and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, the studies are starting to come out now. And I will say this, too. Uh, it is so powerful. I mean, the tech that we have now, it's beyond me. 
And there was a situation that happened with me while I was in college. <clears throat> so this was this was social media before the algorithms, right? Everything was posted in sequential order. And so it's like whatever somebody posted. It's like, it's that, like the old West. Yeah. It was different then. Um so I can't remember all the details, but basically me and my boyfriend at the time, uh, we were broken up and I don't remember what it was, but I remember going to a really good friend of mine and just being like, so I heard that so-and-so is having a, uh, a party on Saturday. What do you think would happen if I posted this in this like Facebook group? with his address or whatever, what do you think would happen? And this was really irresponsible of me, but this definitely happened. And, and this oh, is, shit. yeah, this is an example of how powerful this shit is. So did the, like, my friend was like, hell yeah, fuck it up. Like yeah. we're going <laughs> to, we're going to mob up. We're going to mob up on this. We're going to go to this party. Like we went, it was a couple friends of friends of mine and we went and we're like kicking it. And at first it's just like homies showing up like people that we know. But as the night progresses, I shit you not, there was 200 people that showed up. And it's just like at somebody's house? <clears throat> yeah, it was just at, it Jesus. was just, yeah, it was just at this guy's house. It's like Project X type shit. Yeah, no, it was, it was kind of crazy. Cause like we were in the backyard and like there was a bunch of people in the backyard, but I hadn't gone through the house yet. And as I'm walking through the house, I'm looking around and I'm like, I'm seeing all these people and I make eye contact with my friend who's looking at me like, whoa, this is fucking crazy, right? And then our <laughs> other friend is charging money for the fucking keg that the, the ex got and fucking ran off with that money. Oh my God. And I'm just like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, and I remember seeing my ex that night, like we made eye contact and he looked at me and he was just like, I knew, this, I knew this was you, you know, oh, like shit. we didn't, we didn't speak or anything like that, but right. he definitely like made eyes at me and was just like, I knew this was you. And, uh, we got out of that party. Everything was good. Nothing bad happened. But the next day I remember talking to my friend and just being like, wow, um, I'm not going to play with fire ever again. That is nuts. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's crazy to think that. You know, this was before the algorithm. It's a little bit harder now to get people to see stuff. Right. Um, so stuff like that. Yeah, they want you to pay to play now, so you got to put money behind yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But so, oh, that's nuts. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. So <laughs> that, kids, is why you need to learn to be responsible on the Internet. <laughs> Makes me think of like that. You know, it's going to, I guess I'll date this a little bit, but it's that like that guy that, was riding the skateboard with the cranberry ocean spray. I don't know if you've seen that TikTok. Yeah, dog and face. That, and how to, how crazy that just went. Like, there's no way he would would have known that just those few factors would have just completely blown up like how yeah. it did. And he the got world a, he needed got a him. Truck and it's yeah. like, what the fuck? The world needed him. The world needed him in that, that moment. Yeah, and like he he didn't know it until you know it took off. But like. That vibe, everything that he was given off in that video was something that everyone has desperately needed. <laughs> That's true. And also all the all the younger people finding out who uh, Fleetwood Mac is. That's true, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Like the 
the streams on Fleetwood Mac like shooting through the roof. Yeah, like, that was nuts. Yeah, it's a cultural phenomenon now. Social media, it's like affecting us. You know, we're connected now more than any other time in human history. Mm-hmm. And it's just so crazy to see like something like that. To and especially on a, pl- a platform that's been like pretty dunked on by so many people for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like TikTok, dude, I'll just like sit and slide. Like, swipe through mindlessly and then i'm like it's been an hour like i've just been watching nonsense for an hour i didn't even realize that yeah that's passed. how they that's how they get you it is that's how they get you yeah no all the so there's like this like side of youtube that i like ventured down for a little while it's like listening to these like 40 something uh millionaires that have like you know multi-million dollar companies and they're like talking about like how to be successful and stuff like that and there's this guy, Gary V. I've been listening to him. Oh, yeah, uh, Gary V. Yeah, investigating, um, like, you know, what he's about and everything. And this guy, like, I shit you not, he said, if you don't have a TikTok plan, I don't want to talk to you. And I was like, damn, he, wow. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> yes, like, I I listened to, that's one of the, uh, one of the little videos. I don't remember if it was from a segment or if it was just, like, an interview because he does so many. Gosh, that guy just, like, puts out video oh, man, after that's video. that's his thing. Like, he just is an animal. Yeah, he's a, wow. But he said that, and I was like, you know what? He's right. Like, if you didn't jump on the TikTok train, like, before, you might have missed out. Because I got on there. I went ahead and downloaded it because I was like, oh, they're going to take it away. I want to be able to have it on my phone. Exactly. <laughs> I want to be able to have that shit. (laughs) Best marketing TikTok could have ever asked for. (laughs) Right. So I downloaded it. And uh, like the first video I posted got 500 views. Um, And that's pretty crazy. And like, sure, it's like the interactions are more important. But I was just like, whoa. You're like, who the hell's watching this? Yeah. Like who is even, this is my first post, you know, who does it pop up to? Like what? What in their programming tells it to show it to this person or, like, why? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's wild. You can get crazy numbers. No, this shit is crazy, like, the algorithms and everything. And that's Mm -hmm. all it is about now. Yeah. Everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I was just, uh, a friend of mine mine was reading this article about, uh, it was so bizarre, (laughs) this whole thing. But she, um... She saw this article, I, th- I guess, about clowns, and it was like, if you want, like, clowns have to have their look, like, trademarked, I guess. Whoa. So, like, that's their look. Love it. And I guess the way they do it is, like, these little egg things. Like, you have to put your face on, like, this egg, and it's, like, basically in this hall of faces. Whoa. And that's your trademarked look. And So, she was like, so you're part of the clown museum? Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, like, what? Immortalized so forever? Yeah, she, so she's, like, she randomly seen this article, like, I think a friend had shared it or something. So then she's, like, searching all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, we were just talking today. We had lunch today, actually, and she's like, man, I don't. I keep seeing all this clown stuff in my news feed. Like, I don't <laughs> understand. I'm like, the freaking clown museum thing, you, yes. you like, spiraled down that hole and now you're getting all this shit and she was like oh my god like that's what it was and i don't know if this is related but she's actually gonna be a clown for halloween hell yeah and i'm like they fucking got you the <laughs> algorithm got you yes it really did you it got went, lost in the sauce it went to a whole nother level now like 
now that she's thinking about clowns, she's going to be one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's wild how advertising works. Um, I haven't seen an ad in forever because I'm just like, I avoid that shit online. Uh, but I had to turn off my antivirus and ad block over the weekend and... <laughs> It's funny. They hit on every single thing that I had talked about that day. I swear to God. Every I single know. every single ad was something I talked about that day. And you're like, I've never fucking typed this anywhere. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? It's fucked up. I hate that. <laughs> and I'm like, no, we're totally not listening to you. I'm like, yeah, it's exactly what yeah, you expect are, buddy. me to say. Yeah, like, what? Yeah, you are. I, I for I, one, I, welcome our robot overlords. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We got to. <laughs> like, I, I will thank the self-checkout machines. Yeah. That's just good That's just good karma, putting that out there. Yeah, yeah. And it's being polite. Right. You know? The machines. Like, you're the real MVP. Yeah, yeah. You got to say thank you and, you know, respond to them when they speak to you. Like, it's rude if you don't. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is so nuts. Like, mm-hmm. I swear. And we always joke like that. Uh, a buddy of mine at work, we're always like, We'll say or like end up doing some really odd thing that we never thought we'd do, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll just always like we'll look at each other, make a joke, and be like, "Oh, that's really gonna throw off the FBI agent that's that's watching me right now." Right. And so it's like, yeah, like totally, you're on the grid. Yeah, you're on the, you're grid. On the grid. Someone asked me that once. They were like, "How can I stop from being um, served ads like for stuff that I search for?" And I just told them, don't ever get on the internet. Don't use your phone. <laughs> and, you know, all these, like, yeah, just they're like, there's unplug. no way I can do that. And they're like, unplug. <laughs> I was like, you're on the grid. You got to get off the grid if you want that. <laughs> you're going to see ads. Yeah, of course, they're like, oh, well, I, I can't do that then. So I guess I'll just see ads. Yeah, yeah. And that's the time that we live yeah. in. I I don't have a Netflix account. I, I don't really have uh, streaming accounts. The only streaming account that I... Well, there's two. I pay for Spotify and YouTube premium so that I can listen to music while I'm at work. Um, but I don't have a Netflix. I usually just watch with friends over at other people's houses and stuff. And, yeah. It's it's just what it is. It's just what it is. Did you read about that? Um, there was this thing I was reading about that was a um, this girl that was uh, pregnant and was sent... Uh, arc, uh, target ads. It was like things for her at what stage of pregnancy she was in. Whoa. Relevant. You know, it was like coupons or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, her dad got it and her dad's like, what the heck? Like, why am I getting this? And, um, you know, they come to find out that he didn't know that his daughter was pregnant. Oh, shit. But, so that's how he found out? But she, but her, like, target has this algorithm mm-hmm. that based on the things that you're buying with each transaction and if you have like your phone you give them your phone number or whatever to have an account it puts certain uh uh puts you in certain like categories for what things that you're likely to buy mm-hmm. so i guess she th- she had bought things that made the algorithm think that she was pregnant which she was and so she got put into this bucket of people that were getting these like things at her house that were like, hey, buy more stuff. <laughs> wow. And I was just like, okay, these fucking algorithms are getting too good. 
Yeah, no, it's it's wild how good they're getting. I do have some tips, um, and you've probably seen this too. Oh yeah, but speak for, life. But yeah, but for people listening, if um, if the algorithms got you down, here are some simple tips for you to uh, handle that and see the things that you want to see. So when you have like an artist or someone that you follow that you really really like and you want to keep seeing their stuff, comment like. Like, comments are actually weighted more from what I understand of, like, where the algorithm is at right now. It's like, comment, like, share. Sharing is a huge thing. Um, And I know that sometimes it's like, oh, well, you know, it's my profile and I don't want to throw off the aesthetic, this, that, and the other. Um, And that's all well and good. But if you're supporting artists or supporting anyone in your community, the best way that you can do that without spending any money is by typing in an emoji into that comment box and sharing. Liking is cool, but doesn't count as much. Let's get that engagement, okay? Let's get that engagement Come on up, now. Get that engagement up. Yeah, you guys can do better because it's literally all it takes. It just takes like two seconds. And I understand you can't share everything and yada, yada, yada. But <laughs> just telling you that it's important, and it's important to the people that you want to see do well. Um so businesses, creatives, all of that. If you want to support them, share their shit. Sharing is caring. For sure. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're not if you're not tailoring your feed in the year of our Lord 2020, <laughs> you are fucking up. <laughs> because it's like you know, I'll someone will comment or like sh- share some out of pocket shit, and I'll be like, oh yeah, that reminds me, I need to unfollow this person. Mm-hmm. And so that's like the unfollow is just chef's kiss. Yeah. Because I'm like, wow, I don't have to feel like a butthole for unfriending this person, mm-hmm. but I don't have to see their ignorant shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, like if it's too egregious, I'm like, fuck that person. Like I'll unfriend them. Right, right. Because yeah, there there are those options available to you, um, but for the most part, I feel like uh, the people in the OKC community, like they do a really good job of this. I just want to remind everybody the importance of it because it's oh, like yeah, for sure. You know, there's lots of businesses that are struggling right now, um, especially a lot of creatives. Oh, my gosh. Everything going on with, like, being unable to perform live is so challenging. Oh, man. Yeah, I think about my buddies that can bands and stuff. I'm like, fuck. Like, they can't go on tour. Mm -hmm. So they get a lot of their money. I'm like, damn. Yeah. And, you know, I see a lot of these folks starting to move towards investigating, like, streaming and creating content and and trying to like create a game plan for like focusing on that during this time which is great it just sucks and unfortunate that this situation is what pushed people towards it right you know because it was always there it's like a plan b now instead of being like part of like the part of the whole thing yeah part of the plan from the beginning Mm -hmm. yeah and i'll say you know for me not being able to perform is really hard you know because i love doing it I'm very fortunate uh, to be in a place where I I work a full-time job and um, I've been able to maintain my situation through this. Um, But for people who rely on creative work and like performing as part of their income, all of that's gone. And so, again... That's why you share shit. That's right. Share, <laughs> comment, comment the emoji. Come on, y'all. Yeah, it's yeah, easy. yeah. Support, support your local artists, your local creatives, and um, your local community members. Like, it's so important. Like, you can do so much just by clicking a button. For sure. And it's beautiful to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Julius, I really appreciate your time. Um, 
can you tell people maybe if they, you know they would check your art out or see what you're up to where they can follow you? Yeah, I have a website. It's www.jtrpop.com. You can find me on all social media as Julius the Robot. And uh, yeah, I'm just hanging out online. Hit me up. Say hi. Yes. Uh, well, as always, guys, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.